next Water Polo Podcast. I'm James in Austin. That's Joe in San Antonio. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I, I, I'm excited about Austin College kind of doing well this past weekend. Hey, let's pretend that you and I just didn't talk for an hour before before this. We'll just because uh, I already know how you're doing, and I know you got a delivery from UPS. So uh, aside from that, we've uh, we've covered a lot of territory. I am also well. I have a personal stake. You have some personal stake. Austin College just demolished everyone uh, and won the CWPA Division Three Championship for the women. I'm uh, obviously delighted by that. And so very big news, um, and we can go into it a little bit as well. And if you want to – and he says uh, kind of uh, demolished, and he means that they won their first game 17-2. to two. I think their second game was, what, 21-6? to 20-6, to six, yeah. 26 was the championship, and uh, I think they were winning 7-0 to zero at you know the first quarter. So congratulations to Mark Lawrence and all the ladies up there. Great season. Um, they haven't lost since they lost it to UOP in those first couple games uh, of the year. So Two you were right, James. You I were know. right. I know. It's the easiest prediction ever, but you know, going undefeated after losing to UOP. It's just fair. Anyway, uh, let's see. We had award winners as well. So um, Mark Lawrence won the coach of the tournament um, and uh, Maddie Taylor was named player of the tournament. So uh, just, you know, a lot of really good news for Austin College. We're going to talk to Mark Lawrence here in a bit and you'll you'll hear all of that. But uh, obviously a very, very strange season, but uh, uh, must be gratifying. You know, also they traveled everyone, it looks like. So everybody got to play. I mean, the, the, the roster for Austin College is huge. Like, if you look at the other teams they play against, they, they just do not have the same depth. So, well done to all of them. That's really good news for Texas. Yeah, congrats, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, TAGS is coming up. The, by the way, that's the Texas Age Group. Why is it an S? So Texas uh, Age Group State Water Polo Championship. Oh, okay. I thought it was like some way of, you know, <laughs> of and that that the that the uh, group or something whatever I didn't know what the S actually stood for. But and that, the tags name is yeah it's tags water pole champs for yeah. like short and we did steal the name from tag swimming championships which it's is good. the age group uh, swimming championships but um but yeah so tags water pole champs for this weekend in Pearland which is in South Houston and we have twenty plus teams I think it's twenty two teams playing in four different divisions and. Includes the eighth grade and under mixed, the eighth grade and under girls, the sixth grade and under mixed, and for the first time ever, the fourth grade and younger mixed. That's cool. That's really cool. So it's great. We only have a couple teams in that division, but we're going to have them play, and then they're going to get the first and second place banners. By the way, that was what <laughs> you, that 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 was what the UPS kind of shipment was. Was, <laughs> was that right? Oh, that's so cool. So, um, but like so. And yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, the games are on Saturday and Sunday all day. So, and I think I put Aquatex at the 8 a.m. game on Saturday morning to you really did. upset James yep. that he has to get there. But yep. um, yeah, I mean, game games are going to be going on. It's going to be a, like like a lot of good games, and it's just great to see the younger kids play. This is yep. this is their state championship. This is yeah. their state championship. So. Well, that's the way I used to call it. It's like the unofficial middle school championship. But you didn't like that, so. Uh, and I noticed also because it's eighth grade and under, sixth grade and under, fourth grade and under, but that it's still listed as I think what fourteen U and is it sixteen U? I don't even remember. No, it's not sixteen U. We just we just put it on the schedule like yeah. in, in parentheses the fourteen U, twelve U, yeah, and ten U. That's it. The only, the only reason we do that because it fits in the schedule a whole lot easier than eighth grade and younger. I know it does. It's true. I, I write it as yeah. fourth G U. 
that kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. I'm Nobody. looking forward Nobody. to it too. Great. Yeah. yeah. So good luck to all those coaches, teams, and athletes that are traveling to Pearland this weekend for that. So yeah, I got my hotel for Friday too, just like you asked, Joe. Um, ODP took place. The last clinic of the season took place at Sly Fair on Sunday. I was there. Um, it was actually a very productive clinic. Um, but home. Oh, Six clinics in one season, Joe. Man, oh man! Like that was a that that was a lot. And uh, you're making it sound like it was like in a two month time frame. No. The first clinic was last September. The last yes. clinic was in April. That's right. Six clinics over what an eight month period. That's not that bad. Well, the, listen, look who's talking, man. Like you're not on the staff. You don't have to do this stuff. I have to do it. So I have no complaints. It was, it was, uh, it was a great end to the season. If you ask me, we're putting together rosters as we speak for West region championships, which are coming up on Memorial day in San Antonio. I'm, really stoked about that. I don't have the updated list of uh, those teams that are participating. It's a little bit rumory right now about the other zones that are coming. So I'm not going to say it is the Pacific Northwest, the mountain zone, the Southeast zone and Hawaii. Aren't there others that are sort of rumored to be going as well? Uh, Not that's pretty much what's going to be coming. And we're going to have about 45 to 50 total teams. Okay. So cool. And yeah, two teams per age group slash gender. So there's going to be a lot of competition. I'm, I'm a, very excited about that as well. Okay. Anything and else? it's going to be in a cha- and, and it's going to be in a championship format. So it's not going to be a festival format. It's going to be a championship format. So teams are going to be playing for first, second, third place medals. It's going to be fun. Yeah, perfect. That's what I want. That's great. Okay. Um, high school season. Um, well, let's hang on. I'm going to punch up the the top five. We did get more votes this weekend. Thank you very much to the coaches who participated. Um, so let's go through these uh, ratings for girls, ratings for boys. Um, the rankings for boys' uh, f- top five are St. Mark's, followed by Dawson, Flower Mound, and then a tie between Memorial and Strake Jesuit um, for fourth place. So those are the top five. And then others getting votes were Foster, Geyer, Carroll, Brazos, Wood, Strafford. Yeah. So that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I think we've been consistent with it. You know, kind of, kind of, St. Mark's and Flower Mount are probably the top two programs up in uh, up in North Texas, followed probably like by what Carroll, Marcus, and Geyer, and those are all just crapshoot. They all kind of beat each other. Yeah. Um, but Dawson now is at the top of the heap down in Houston, from what I hear. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm sure Foster has like like will have something to say about that because I, I don't think they've played yet this year. Um. But definitely Strake and um, kind of Memorial are kind of the top two teams up in the north, or sorry, the east region, which is North Houston. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's yeah, those are probably the strongest groups out there. It's it's, it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. That so. is going to be a good uh, state championship tournament. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, sounds like we might be going too, right, Joe? Uh, yeah. More about that later. Um, girls, so the change in rankings. Flower Mound is now on top, followed by St. Agnes followed by Foster, then Memorial, and then Geyer. And that's, you know, we always make these comments. I mean, that sounds about right, you know? Like, that that sounds like that's, you know, based on the scores that I do know of sort of anecdotally, that sounds about right. Yeah, the, yeah, the best part about the two little, um, like, like, like the rankings for both the boys and girls, is like there's three different regions uh, in both those top fives. Mm, yes, Yes, we know the West region is not there yet, but they will be there. Yeah. But like, you know, but there are three different regions 
in the top five, which is going to make for a great state tournament uh, kind of down the line in, yeah, in May. But of course, all these teams have to get through the upcoming kind of region championships first too, because you don't know what's going to happen. Who has prom? Who's going to get sick? There's still the COVID stuff that, yeah, that's out there. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's going to be a very kind of, it's going to, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, let's, let's talk about that now just a little bit because regionals are, are going on now for at least the South region, right? They started their games on Monday and then they're spreading out their games over the course of uh, basically two weeks. Yeah, I mean, and that yeah, that's the South region, and then the East region, which is a, which is North Houston, is also starting this week, and they're just spreading out their games, uh, kind of a little bit. Um, they're yeah, they're starting this week, then I think they're having the quarterfinals this weekend on Friday, Saturday, and then they'll have the then they'll have the semifinals and placing games, um, next Friday, Saturday. So. Got it. Okay, and right, so, West regions and North regions are essentially the weekend of May one, so Saturday the May first. Yeah, so and that's going to be. I think it's a one-day tournament for the West Region. Yep. it's going to be at Alma Heights on on Saturday, May first. And there's teams coming up for the Valley. There's there's teams from Waco all the way down to the Valley, which is great. The this biggest is region, really good, very good. Like the biggest, at least at least by yeah by size uh, is is the West Region, and then the North Region. I think they're doing their double kind of kind of a, a, a elimination tournament um, on. Friday, April 30th, and Saturday, um, kind of May 1st. Oh, I, I, actually, I think they extended out to Thursday as well. So it's going to be Thursday, um, the April 29th for girls, I think, are planned. And then and then the boys and girls on both on both the following Friday and Saturday. So okay. it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's a busy, busy end of the season. Um, again, I suspect that we'll be somewhere in the proximity of those tournaments. Not the regionals. I, I'm not traveling for regionals, but for uh, state championships. Are you? Well, you're going to be in. You're going to be at Alamo Heights, right? I will be helping uh, Norm Collins out at yeah. Alamo Heights with the tournament, and yeah, nice and facility. also you know the West Region people and such too. So, yeah. um, and then the state tournaments. Just for those that haven't listened or know, the girls' tournament is May seventh and eighth in North Texas at the West Side Aquatic Center, um, and then. The boys' state championship is May 14th and 15th in Northwest Houston at the Sci Fair uh, Auditorium. So Sweet. it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and those, and both of those are the 16-team uh, uh, state championships. So there's four teams from each region that get to qualify. So it is, it's going to be the same type of atmosphere, but just kind of one gender. So they get to spread out the games, and you know it's. I'm I'm just curious if we're going to keep this for next year. If this works, are people going to like it, and are and are they going to want to do it next year? That's going to be my question. Well, so you're talking about next spring, obviously the last of the yeah. club seasons. But this is not yeah. going to be what the format looks like when it's UIL. It's just top four. Is that or do or do we know that yet? We don't officially. We don't know that, but most likely, it's probably going to be like the top four boys and top and top four girls. They'll probably right. play on all like, like on the same weekend in Austin. So. I remember that we talked about it before where this is going to make, you know, the regional championships even, you know, more tense. And I, that sounds fantastic. So, uh, I mean, you have trade-offs, but um, yeah, being a UIL sport is actually uh, quite worth it, I'd say. So, uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, next season could be the same format. Um, uh, you, it's funny you mentioned UT. It's like, who knows when that's going to be back in the in play for, for uh, water polo. So, I'm looking forward all, to that. All in good time. Just be patient. Just yep. be patient. Yep. It's hard to be. Right. Player yeah. of the weeks. Player of the weeks. Player Players, of the weeks. Pl here, well, I just had that up. And then, okay. So, uh, two votes this week. We had uh, for the boys player of the week is Jaden Arana from Brazoswood. 
he, uh, he had a two five meters called one field block four points to help win against Clear Lake. So congratulations to Jaden. And then the girls player of the week is Charlotte Newport of Baytown Sterling. She had 22 goals over the season or over the weekend rather. I misread that. And uh, nine drawn ex- exclusions and uh, 23 steals. So um, a, a highly productive weekend for Charlotte Newport. Yeah, congrats to both of them. And please keep submitting. Please keep submitting throughout yeah. the state permits. We will we, we will keep presenting the awards. And uh, yeah, it's like the high school season. It seems like it, like, like it just started, but now it's almost over. So. It did just start, man. It is so fast. Um, uh, okay, we'll come back and talk with Mark Lawrence, the head coach of Austin College, about his victorious women's team in a moment. Right about now, you might be expecting some song and dance about a product you don't need. Well, shush, we don't advertise here, and we want to keep it that way. So we sure would appreciate your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate so we can keep covering the sport we love in the great state of Texas. Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Mark Lawrence, the only varsity water polo, head water polo coach in the state of Texas, and now coach of the tournament for the CWPA Division Three Champions that uh, just demolished their foes this last weekend and won their first uh, division championship ever. So congratulations to you, Mark. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me on. Wow. So where do we start? I mean, because uh, you're you, – it's so you just look at the statistics and things are kind of – are obviously strange. You went 6-2. and two. You had a, several games that were canceled along the way. Um, your only two losses came against UOP, as we discussed at the beginning of the season, which is, uh, I sort yeah. of put you on the hook there for going undefeated and I turned yeah. out to be right. But, uh, is this, how are you going to remember the season? You know, I, I think the biggest way we're going to remember the season is, uh, the challenges that we dealt with as a society and how we overcame it and, you know, pretty much grinded through it and ended up on, on the right end. Um, you know, this year was challenging for so many different reasons, not just for Warpo. And, uh, you know, the Warpo season always presents its own individual challenges as an athlete and, and as a coach. But when you when you add the restrictions of COVID and the travel and uh, the new normal you have to exist, and I think that was the that's how this year is going to be remembered and how challenging that aspect of the year was and then how our women made it through there, through that aspect uh, with their chins up high and, you know, with a great perspective and a, an ex- extremely high level of uh, pride in, in, in them in themselves and in their program and happiness, and still were able to achieve uh, their goals, but not just achieve them, you know, by showing up, but in a pretty decisive fashion, you know. So, right. uh, I think that's what I'll remember the most is how how hard this year was uh, for non warplo and how our women stepped up and still still found a way you know so so i was speaking with adam wright of ucla just a week and a half ago or so for uh, another podcast and he mentioned that it was 
personal it's been personally difficult in the sense that with both the men's and women's team uh seasons being back to back he just he lacked family time and so i suspect it's the same for you yeah absolutely and um you know, it, it, not to undervalue how difficult those programs are, but, you know, I don't know how many other coaches there are this year who ran both programs completely with a staff of one. You know, we're really fortunate to have a great stipend assistant coach, but he has his, he has his own responsibilities that he balances as well as being a part-time coach with us. And, uh, man, it was a really challenging year. You know, I remember we came home from UCLA with the men's team, and we got home early Monday morning and turned right around. And that, that same week, we flew to UOP with the women's team. It was kind of this weird emotional week because you, you, you have this sense of relief that you finish one championship. And you, you not letting your guard down is the incorrect way to put it. But there's that sense of, of relief that you made it through. And then 24 hours you know, later or, or sooner, you're turning around and telling a brand new group of athletes like, Hey, these are all the travel concerns, and then that that stressful roller coaster just essentially restarts from scratch. Um, so the lack of family time and the lack of being home with them, um, yeah, not sure how this year, w- this semester would have been possible if my wife wasn't a former <laughs> warpo player, right? You know? Uh, I, I don't want to gloss over the final two games. Your championships were uh, your semis were against Carthage, a 17 to two win. And then a really, you know, Wittenberg was the team that I suspected would be the most competitive and you beat them soundly 20 to six. Um, yeah. I, we'll come back to that for a moment, but I, is it a relief that the season is over? Because I could imagine you thinking at least next year, we're going back to something approaching normal where these seasons are, seasons are not back to back. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's a yes and no answer. Um, in a sense, yes, we're, we're, I'm relieved that that, the season, that both seasons are now over. Um, just the amount of stress and anxiety. And, uh, you know, we test three days a week as a sport within the NCAA. And every single testing day is just high anxiety and high stress. And uh, that's just one small aspect of, of the year. But then at the same time, you know, I'm not happy that the year is over because we have such a limited amount of games. Um, as a as as a college that does that has undergraduate only, with the exception of uh, education, you know these kids aren't going to be on campus for a fifth year. So they uh, they'll hopefully play their fifth year for a different program. But the lack of games this year, and you know, for some of the players who maybe don't need a full season because they are experienced and they are proven, can always get better. And there's plenty of athletes who needed a full season for experience to kind of boost them into next year um so you know it's kind of a yes and no answer from a covid point of view yes from an athletic point of view man i felt like our women's team was just now starting starting to um like ascend towards their peak like i don't even think we ever saw the best version of ourselves this year because the season was so limited so um you know it's a pretty it's it's a pretty jekyll and hyde uh answer you know but well, for the for the women in general, or in in uh, in general, the the season is over. But so maybe talk a little bit about what they're intending to do over the summer, and then. But also, you you're pretty um, heavy with juniors and and uh, underclassmen. So almost everybody's yeah. coming back, right? Yeah. So with uh, with 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 both programs combined, 
we only graduate one athlete this year and wow. she's just graduating there. She's an exceptional student. So, um, every single student athlete from both teams combined is coming back. Um, which on our women's side, you know, you know, with all due respect towards our one graduating player, um, you know, our top 12 field players, as far as playing time went this year, they all returned for next year. Um, as does our entire roster minus one. So this year in our mind for both programs is really the start of next year. We kind of saw both seasons this spring as, um, as the first step in getting ready for the academic year 21, 22, and, um, hopefully to, to propel us into that year, whether it's, uh, working on fundamental skill sets or team, like team, um, uh, uh, dynamics or individual confidence, you know, and, uh, whatever success we found was just a bonus, you know, on top of that. So you're a CWPA division three champions. Are you, uh, is this what you expected? Like, I, I mean, the COVID messes up everything as far as, you know, what your expectations may have been when you started, but are you surprised that at this point you have already earned yourself a championship? Uh, I don't think so. You know, not to sound arrogant. I mean, that all due respect to our conference because our conference has phenomenal coaches in it. We might be one of the strongest uh, conferences in the country as far as the the uh, coaches that we have. Um, so, but I'm not surprised just because of how well we did in year one. You know, in year one, we had nine freshmen and one senior that we stole from the swim team that had no experience, but she was just a great role model for a bunch of freshmen um, as a student athlete. So we had nine freshmen who took a three-time champion to the limit uh, three different games. You know, so we were really excited for the future was. Um, we felt we would have won a conference championship last year if COVID hadn't shortened the season. But um, with that kind of said, the expectation here was to win a championship this year. And uh, that's what it will be moving forward. Um, but we know it's going to be a challenging road year in and year out. So, And that's an expectation that, that the athletes have created. You know, so which is something that I'm really proud of is that, you know, they um, they are exceptional individuals um, in the classroom and pool buff, and they have a great desire to uh, achieve their goals. Did the conversation about the potential USA Water Polo Division three championship ever come up? Um, I, I only found out that that was canceled explicitly within the last week or so. I don't know. Maybe you had information about that prior to that. But was that something that you were able to discuss with your athletes and sort of prepare them for whatever might happen? Yeah, so we, we discussed it about a month ago that it seemed like it was not going to happen, um, that they should not expect that, and they should expect our conference to be the the last stop of, of this year. And they were, I mean, they were very receptive towards that. They're all smart, um, you know, kids. They understand that there's going to be elements like that this year that are out of their control, and all they can really do is maximize the opportunities that they do have. So this whole year, we looked at our conference championship weekend as essentially our national championship opportunity and um you know that's how how the women played and uh you know not at one point throughout the weekend in terms of war polo was was anything really in doubt i know you have to go so i'm gonna let you go but first of all let me just say like first cwpa championship also first top 25 ranking in the school's history for uh your women's water polo program a really historic year, so congratulations to you and all of your women. 
Awesome. Thanks, James. Thank you, And uh, have a great And I would say come check out our Thanks Coach camps um, because there's going to be a lot of great coaches in Texas this summer. So Yeah, that's you. You and I have to talk about that offline. I just got a text a couple moments ago about that. So um, I'm, I, I want to talk to you about that when we have a chance. But you have another meeting to go to, so there you go. Absolutely. Well, thanks, James. Have a great day, man. Thanks, Mark. That was Mark Lawrence uh, of Austin College um, talking about his uh, just recently victorious team, the CWPA champion. So uh, congratulations to him and them. He was coach of the tournament, too, so pretty sweet. Um, but that's about it. What else do we got going on, Joe? Just the, yeah, just the state championship. We're working on some streaming options, yeah, for that. There are to be some other little fun things that are going to be coming down the line here in the next couple of weeks as well. So um, we got the whole summer coming up, too. So games almost every weekend um we got the odp stuff i mean that's going to be kicking off over the memorial day weekend but it is just water polo is opening up and people are going to get sick of going to tournaments again (laughs) no just me that's all (laughs) just me no everybody else will be fine with it okay thank you very much joe all right take care jim yep you too um that's it for today the um so thank you for listening, telling a friend about the TX Water Polo podcast. If you want to support the work we do, uh, just go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. And, uh, well, that's about it. Until next week, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.